Mambo, Aloha, Kungaloosh, it's Drunken Disney. Welcome to the 3 O'Clock Parade Podcast. With us, with me, of course, is Rhiannon. Not, of course, not implied, ever. <laughs> but we'll go with it as if it will continue into perpetuity. Forever. We can also assume that Dick Ritchie, Skipper Dick Ritchie, is here. Oh, yes. I'm more than happy to be here. Well, so he's it's not been a week. It's all, I, it's all I really have to say. It might be the only <laughs> thing I say all day. So what happens to everybody since the last time we talked? Anything of note? And silence takes off. <laughs> Wait, I, hold on. Quiet. We can get the crickets in. Oh, I know crickets. Rian. Crickets? No. Do you have crickets today? <laughs> They're quiet I know today. Rian had a big Disney weekend, so we will get to that as we go through here. Um, I also kind of spent I spent quite a bit of time at Disney over the weekend and saw Hollow Wishes on Friday for the first time this year, and I really had forgotten how much better Hollow Wishes is from the regular Wishes, because I saw both in the same weekend. So I kind of wanted to know what your guys' thoughts were on Hollow Wishes and the different difference between the, the Halloween offerings versus the regular. Um, I cannot claim to have a strong opinion on this matter, because I don't make it a habit to watch fireworks shows. Sorry. I've um, seen them both. But... I love fireworks. Yeah. Is it a... And, and it's been a while since I've seen Hollow Wishes. Is it still a 360? Like those, it no, is? it's two-dimensional. It's all just a painting of oh fireworks. So In fact, you know what? It may not always be on here, right? I was driving into the um, resort area, and they have signs up saying that the road is blocked past the contemporary because that's where they shoot off the perimeter fireworks. So they do have the perimeter fireworks, um, so it, it gives you that, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's 360 anymore from outside the park, but you know, when you're staring at it, it definitely goes from well past the Grand Floridian on one side over to, uh, the look, it looks way over towards the contemporary. So it okay, fills cool. up. Yeah. So it fills up the whole field of view. There's a difference between 360 and 3d, by the way, just throwing that out there. I don't have to be on here. <laughs> I, I can hang up. No, I like cool. you here. No, I like you. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was really cool. I actually have never been to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, so we watched it from one of the resorts, the Grand Floridian. Um, got some drinks and watched it there at the Grand Floridian. Um, I'm not really a Halloween party kind of guy, but uh, I know Rich, you go to the one out of Disneyland quite a bit. Yeah, and when I lived in Florida, I used to go multiple times. Uh, I like dressing up. I like going trick or treating. Uh, I like the parade at Disney, or I'm sorry, at the Magic Kingdom in Florida more because they have the Headless Horseman and the Grave Diggers and the cool song. Over here, all we're doing is the same regular uh, paint the night, you know, as as normal. So there wasn't a Halloween parade, um, but the fireworks are really good here also because they are um, Halloween themed and hosted by Jack Skellington. So that part's pretty exciting for me. Oh, interesting, because the one here, Hollow Wishes, is hosted by the ghost host, where they they got a guy that sounds barely like the original <laughs> ghost host. <laughs> but he does have a little bit. In fact, the majority of the voices in Hollow Wishes sound very little like the characters that they're trying to. <laughs> so it's almost <laughs> like if I was doing the impressions of these characters. It's a little bit. It's It's almost like us, yeah, us doing the impressions of the Halloween characters, but... The, uh, but I really enjoyed the Hollow Wishes, and I thought it was neat. I, 
Have you been to the party, Rhiannon? I have. I went two or three years ago with my sister, and we dressed up as Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and it was fun. But it was rainy, so we didn't get to see the Headless Horseman, because I guess with rain, I don't know, horses will melt or something, so they couldn't do that. But no, I, it was yeah, fun. I haven't seen any of them. Now, Rich, I saw one picture of you. What other? You did one with Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Rich, you dressed up once as... Uh, uh, from Up, right? No, yeah, Up, right? Oh, oh, I've done all kinds of those. I did Up, I did uh, Mularam, the uh, villain from uh, Temple of Doom. Uh, one year I went as a bumblebee. One year I went as Bob the Builder. Um, I mean, I've gone as Mario. I've gone as Frankenstein. You name it. I, I'll dress up. I love to dress up. <laughs> well, I so what are you wearing right now, then? Right now? Oh, did you... Not come in costume for this. Oh, I'm I'm actually dressed as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man right now. Perfect. All right. Yep. I mean, this is our Halloween episode, right? I did not get that memo. <clears throat> well, technically, Halloween is this weekend, and we're talking about Halloween stuff. So, I was planning on. No, I learned something this weekend. I learned something this weekend. Rhiannon, you went to Walt Disney World as well, um, and spent an entire weekend there. You did something that I didn't even know existed, and that was you opened the Hangar Bar, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. You were the first guest there, and mm-hmm. I didn't know what all went down, so tell us about it. I didn't really either. I read somewhere on Twitter or some blog or some email I subscribed to that they did some sort of opening thing where if you're the first person to show up, you get a special pin, and being a pin addict, of course, I was going to be there. So I, first of all, mistakenly thought it opened at 11. So trying to rope drop that, I got there at 10.50. Assuming there'd be a giant line, I'd have to, like, fight people. There was not. <laughs> I was the only person there. And so I'm hanging out. Some of the people show up. Saw an opening, saw an opening. It's 11.05, and finally some guy has more sense than I do and gets on his phone looks up, oh, they open at 11.30. So <laughs> I ended up waiting 40 minutes until they finally opened, and I was assuming that somebody would just open the doors, come out, say, hi, you're first in line, here's your pin, go enjoy your drinks. But no, there is this whole show, which is cute and fine, except at 1130, I was still the only person there. (laughs) So there was no audience for this show, and it was a Saturday, it wasn't like it was a Tuesday or something. It was like an everyday Saturday. Yeah, they've only been open, what, like two, three weeks. So it's not like it's so old hat, you know, we've done this for years. Um, Yeah, so 1130, they open the doors, the entire staff comes out, which amounts to about 10 to 12 people. They form a (laughs) semicircle around the entrance. And And you. And me, yeah, because they, they look for, you know, somebody who looks like they'd be fun and, you know, energetic, but... Lacking that, they told me. I know, right? Um, So they couldn't find an energetic, fun person, so they found me because I was the only person there. And so (laughs) what I'm assuming was the manager uh, or just the poor person whose job it was that day approaches me and says, okay, are you willing to – do you want to open the hangar bar? I'm like, sure, because I knew there was a pin in it for me. Otherwise, I try to askew any kind of public interaction. But (laughs) – I said, sure, sure. And so she says, okay, here's what's going to happen. And so she's telling all this to me as if it's our little secret because there's a huge audience behind us. Mind you, again, <laughs> nobody. So 
she says, okay, here's the deal. Um, she has two laminated cue cards. On the first one, there are a list of call names, and I have to pick a call name. Now, I wish I could remember the list of call names, but I don't. But they're all silly, goofy things like, I don't know, gopher, uh, viper, uh, eagle, whatever. Um, and so I tried to pick the least stupid and possibly more feminine one, which there weren't many. And so I picked Raven. So then she takes her second cue card, which has the script that I'm supposed to read with a line for the call name. and takes out a dry erase marker, writes in Raven, in case I forget. Um, and then... So She's she, met you before, apparently. I don't... I'll hang up again. So she says, okay, we're going to go. We're live. Again, there is no one else there. So is there she, a microphone? She, well, she, she has this walkie-talkie. Now, whether or not there was somebody else actually on the other end, I don't know, because I never heard anything, which begs the question, if there were an audience, they sure shit aren't hearing anything. So <laughs> it seems to be this, this giant farce of she has a walkie-talkie, and she's like, Tower, come in. This is uh, Flamingo. Uh, you know, I have somebody here who has a special request. And then she, you know, puts the walkie-talkie in my face and says, like, go, go. And then, so I have the cue card, and the cue card's like, Tower, this is Raven requesting clearance for hangar bar to open. <laughs> it's like, request granted. Hangar bar open. Wait, did you hear him on did the radio she say, say request that? granted? Yeah, well, no, they didn't say that. Nobody's there. Like, if there were somebody so, there, the so, volume was turned you know, so low. Voice, I, I think it was just. Voice come over. Or, you say there's no one on the other line. I don't You're think there was. I think it was just like a dead walkie talkie. I don't think it was turned on. I love that you're asked permission from the tower, but yet she gives you the permission. Right? You could have just her. I don't know. So, meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, oh, I want to get pictures of these cue cards. This would be great. So I'm fumbling with my phone to try to get it unlocked and get the camera open. And, and she's like, all right, great, thanks. Snatches the cue cards back. She's like, oh, and thank you for your troubles. We have a pin for you. I'm like, yeah, I love pins. Yay. So I didn't get a picture of the cue cards. I don't remember the other call names. I was then led into the bar and had a wonderful time and was salivating over my special pin. And yeah, I was going to ask, can I ask a question about the pin? Yeah. Is it a, like, is that the only way to get the pin or is it a pin that you can buy? To my knowledge, it's the only way you can get it. That is cool. Uh, I admittedly did not go to any of the pin stores while I was there this weekend, so I couldn't see if it was for sale anywhere, but I don't think so. Because the bar itself does not actually sell merchandise. No, no, no. no. Well, they do sell the um, souvenir glassware if you choose to purchase it, which is actually interesting factoid. Um, the pricing structure is different from Trader Sam's in that Trader Sam's you um the the price of the drink and, and the glass if you buy it is actually technically more reasonable because at uh hangar bar the price of the glass is completely separate from the drink so i asked the bartender um you know what of the souvenir glasses do you actually have in stock because i read online that they had a hard time getting them in and she's like right now all we have is the monkey head but it's $15 on top of the price of the drink so you're paying, you know, roughly $10 for the drink, and then if you want the glass, it's an additional 15 whereas at Trader Sam's, I think you can get the Hippopotamai for $15 total for the glass and yeah. the drink. So And you can't you just know. buy the glass by itself. You have to buy the drink. 
Right. It's, that's the difference. At Hangar Bar, you can walk in and you can buy any glass you want without ordering any beverage whatsoever. Okay. Well, I mean, that part's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. <coughs> um, what? I, I, file that under something. You'll, you'll learn something every day. That's, that's a great way to open the bar. It would be cooler if there was an audience, I would assume, but that is still pretty cool. Yeah, it really, it makes me wonder how long they're going to keep that up because if there's no audience on a Saturday well, for week two or three or whatever it is, I can't see them doing this three years down the road. I just hope they can do it long enough so I can go over and do it one morning. Yeah. I guess morning, yeah. Well, you don't have to, uh, you know, get there too early because there is no one else there. Can they just wait until March is my question. Yeah, we will definitely be doing it. So. Um, well, and I also saw online today that you can get coasters from some of the different bars. Um, somebody posted a Obi, uh, Club Obi-Wan coaster that they got at jocks over the weekend yeah uh they have so i I talked to the bartender i was there for a little while um they plan on cycling out she said it like at least a dozen different coaster designs throughout the year and so right when i was there they had four different designs and she was happily tossing handfuls to me she's fine with that so i came home with many copies of each of the four designs, but she definitely said that they were going to be getting new ones, cycling them through. So, you know, in a few months from now, they're not going to necessarily have these same four. They'll have new ones. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, was it Jessica or Jennifer? Yes, it was Jennifer. Yay. Um, yes. For those of you who don't know, Jennifer, amazing, wonderful. Love her. If you see her, say hi. She opened both Trader Sam's on both coasts. And she also opened Carte Circle. She opened Trader, uh, sorry, uh, Hangar Bar. And she also used to work at Adventurers Club and Club BET. So she's had a 15-year history of doing some amazing things with Disney. Yeah, we uh, when she was here, um, we used to call her Nash. Because that's every bartender at the Adventurers Club, their name was Nash. Um, which was really cool because it would just confuse the hell out of people that had never been to the Adventurers Club. Um, but it's, I'm glad to hear that she's there because... She's a great bartender, and she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she was wonderful. I had a lot of fun just chatting with her. Like, the the one thing I have to say, and and you sat at the bar. Rich, have you ever sat at a table at Sam's? Like, I personally don't think you get the same experience sitting down at the table as you do getting to sit at the bar and actually talk to these bartenders. I refuse to sit at at any table. If I'm at a bar, I'm bellied up. That's all there is to it. Um... I feel at any bar, even if it's not a theme bar, if you're not at the bar, then you don't get the right, you don't, you don't have that like uh, one-to-one conversations with the bartenders. You don't get the drink. So yeah, at Sam's, I actually have a spot that I, that I really like, and I don't want to say which one it is because I'm sure everybody likes it and they want to sit there and I'll cry if I get there and it's always busy. But, <laughs> but yeah, I like to belly up to the bar. Right. Cause I had a friend, a non-Disney friend, um, at work who said, yeah, but my, my boyfriend took me to this place, the hangar and the service was terrible. I was like, you know, it was like, did you sit at a table? Yeah. I was like, Ugh. rookie mistake. Yeah. Yeah. No way. You got to go to the bar. One so. thing I will note <laughs> is that it definitely didn't fill up quickly. I, I guess I've been jaded by the experience I don't want to say plural because it's only one time, but going to Trader Sam's, it's been, what, six months now that it's been open at the Polynesian, and yet there still is a line out the door 
waiting for it to open. And if you show up an hour after it opens, you can't get in. You're handed a pager. Go, you know, told to wait somewhere. And so I was expecting that for Hangar Bar. And so, hence, I was shocked that I was the only person for the opening ceremony. And then once it did open, and I, I was there for probably about a half an hour just sitting at the bar, and it really didn't fill up too much. And there's that corner booth that's designed to be some kind of bell diving structure yeah. that apparently is in high demand because it's super cute. I, I was tempted to sit there, but I wanted to like an asshole singing in a booth for six people by myself. But <laughs> it didn't fill up quickly. I think it was probably about 12, 15 before someone actually sat in there. So just good to know that you don't have to necessarily drop everything and dash over there when it opens. Especially since kind of, you know, I like, if I'm going to go to downtown Disney or Disney Springs, I actually kind of like the afternoon, a little more laid back. It's not that shoulder to shoulder feel that you get in the evenings, especially on the weekends with all the, you know, locals around. Like it, it, it's nice. The riffraff. The riffraff that uh, you might get. So you had, you spent some time at Disney Springs because you also tried out Morimoto's. I did, yes. This um, like, what did you do? You, you buy yourself you for this summer? one too, or did you have dining guests? I had dining guests. I was with my dear friends, Sarah and Ray, um, my local friends that I use as a hostel every time I'm in town. Thank goodness they still put up with me. Um, yeah, so we got reservations and showed up. There really it was... Kind of, I would say like half empty at 12.45. Um, but I think it was the first week and they were doing lunch service anyway. But I I, uh, I don't know. I want to come on here and say that, oh, my God, it was amazing. It was everything. But I think I just read too many jaw-droppingly, life-shattering, everything has changed, I can never look at food the same way reviews, <laughs> that I had such high expectations that it was good. Don't get me wrong. The food was very good. It was so good, but it wasn't the best I've ever had. And unfortunately, our situation was tainted because our server was awful. Um, I wonder if that had something to do with lunch also. You know, I don't know. She, just, get the she was very sweet. It was not an attitude problem at all. She was a very sweet woman, but oh my goodness, I think she had all the brain cells of, I don't know, this beer koozie I'm holding. Yeah. Well, so. did, is there a lunch menu or same dinner menu? Um, I actually did not look this up ahead of time, and I stupidly just walked in thinking it would be the same menu. From what I can tell, because I had read the dinner menu ahead of time, um, it appears to be the dinner menu, but with some options missing. For example, I have been pumping up Sarah, my friend who's going with me, um, you know, feeding her the links to the menu and everything, getting her excited. And she had her heart set on the foe. Turns out, for some reason, not on the lunch menu. I'm not sure why that's more complicated than any other lunch item, but it was not on there. But you can still get, you know, most everything else. Like the, the, the famous Peking duck is on there, the sushi items. Um, I had the Singapore, what's it called, laksa noodles. I don't have a computer in front of me. I apologize. Um, you know, all these items are on the dinner menu. And so I, I probably, I guess should go back and do research to see if the price is any different, but I doubt it is. So it just seems that there are a few items that weren't available, but I think it was a matter of like five items or something. It didn't seem that different. 
I just thought so. I feel service at downtown Disney, it's Disney Springs, it's really got to be a little bit of a struggle right now to get so – they're opening so many new restaurants to just hiring alone. I'm sure it's got to take a hit on quality, I would assume, especially with all the other places going around all over town. Well, and not everybody works for Disney. A lot of those are, you know, third parties, so they probably don't yeah. get the same training. Well, even just it, well, even Disney, non Disney. I just mean any kind of time opening. I mean, two. I mean, if, if we're talking like Boathouse a few months ago, and then now you've got you know Morimoto, and do that with the Hangar. They've got some some people there, and just uh, just continually uh, adding these new ones. That's going to be a struggle. So I'm not. Everybody I'm almost, just, I hate to say it. I'm almost not surprised there that service might be struggling at lunch. Is it the Orlando Eye? Did the Ferris wheel take all the good people? <laughs> well, I don't know if it took the, all the good people, but it's certainly opening a lot of restaurants. I mean, you know, Universal's opening new restaurants. Yeah, I think I, it, I, NBC, whatever sports bar, they took everybody, obviously. They took everybody. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> the world's all just McDonald's on iDrive is sucking up all the guest service companies. Okay, so... So just so now you've been to Boathouse, Rhiannon, and you've been to Morimoto's. Mm-hmm. So if one of, if somebody uh, is, is coming down to Florida, they have one afternoon to go over. They have to pick one: drinks and lunch. Which Not one a you contest. Set up? It's Boathouse. Okay. Yeah. Good. So we're still standing with Boathouse. <laughs> we're still standing with Boathouse. <laughs> Hopefully, at Good different to- times than you are. Good to know. Um. Something else that happened since last time we all talked was that Star Wars episode trailer came out, um, which got me thinking, um, personally, I definitely want to see this movie. Um, it gets me excited. I, I've seen, I saw the first three, of course, when I was a kid, and then I saw the first one. Um, I didn't see the second or third one, but it, you know, I'm, I'm getting wrapped up in the hype. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting wrapped up, and I'm excited to see what happens. I didn't really care what happened before the original trilogy. The prequels, I don't really care. I do want to see what does happen now. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't really care at all about this topic, so can you <laughs> text me when you're done, and I'll tap yeah. back in. Um, I had a feeling you'd feel that way, but so you were saying you just couldn't care less. Will you see it? No. Okay. I've never, I've, I've seen one Star Wars movie that I was dragged to, kicking and screaming, and it was the Jar Jar Binks one. Oh, well, that's not yeah. fair. I know it's not fair, but I just have no interest whatsoever. In, it, it's become a point of pride, actually. I get—I mean, I work in software with developers who are obsessed with Star Wars, and they make fun of me constantly for not having seen them. And it's like, a, you know, fuck you. Yeah, that's right. I don't care. I—I so, I, yeah. I'm not going to say that I broke up with a girl because she hadn't seen Star Wars, but I will say that we are no longer together. Well, I'm sorry to hear that I just lost my chances with you, Rich. No, I'm not saying that you. I mean, you know, you've already got your guy from El Paso. Um, so that part's good. But just saying that's how important Star Wars is. You sound like that episode of How I Met Your Mother. I've never seen that show. Wow. Well, Star Wars is very important to them, apparently. Yeah, because it's great. It makes me wonder, though, thinking of the the, the trailer and the movie and stuff, um, if, like that makes me curious, Ryan. If you're where does that because you're not you know since you don't care about the movie, where does that place a future Star Wars land on your level of excitement for new additions? It places it at the same level as Universal to me. <laughs> in well, you know, insofar as I'm happy to go to Universal and ride the Hulk and ride 
rip rocket, whatever it's fucking called. Cause I like roller coasters. It's fun. So if you develop really cool, fun rides, I will ride them, but I don't give a shit about the theming. Cause I mean, I don't care about the Hulk. I'm not a Hulk fan, but I'll go Which is basically ride. sounds like the opposite of what they're going to do. That sounds like they're going full out on theming. And yeah, uh, I, I'm not their target audience. Yeah. <laughs> So now, Rich, this is something that actually, you know, they're gonna, they're starting over on the, the the Star Wars Land Disneyland. Oh yeah, first people are having heart attacks so, about that out here. Where on your level of excitement does Star Wars Land land? Oh, I'm, I'm busting at the seams. I'm super excited. Um, I can't wait. I want it. I I don't care about uh, Big Thunder Ranch and the parking lot that's behind it. Uh, there's a lot of people that are really upset because they are going to redo the route for the train um, and I guess part of the Rivers of America are changing and apparently there's this whole story that the only part of the park that Walt Disney actually worked on was Tom Sawyer's Island and part of Tom Sawyer's Island is going away. So there's a lot of like purists that are freaking out but the train itself isn't even the same train that was there when the park opened and there's been all kinds of changes, so you know I think I think like anything, we have to give some stuff up to to get some other stuff, and if that means that the train has to be moved around a little bit, and I can't watch Phantasmic for a year, then awesome because I'm ready. I want to I want to jump in the Millennium Falcon right now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, personally, I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I don't. It doesn't. It, I'm nowhere near the level that that rich you are, or some or a lot of the other the fans are, but. To me, I put it out there with with anything else that's that's new. It is. I'm excited it's coming, but for me, it, I put it almost on the same level as the Avatar, just because I'm excited to see what they're going to do, and so I'm excited to try something new. Yeah, and I'm excited. And, and me, I'm not like I didn't like Avatar. I'm not crazy about the movie, but I am excited just because it's a whole new world of stuff to go play with. And at D23, they had the Avatar, um, you know, the scale model, and. Mm -hmm you don't really get an idea of how big all that stuff really is until you see that little, like, centimeter or half-inch character, you know, human representation, and then you yeah. see all the giant stuff around them. Like, um, if, that was an, if that was accurate, that, that land's going to be crazy. Well, it is. Hey, Rainian, have you been to Animal Kingdom the last couple trips? I think she's asleep. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't get your text. Are we done with Star Wars? <laughs> what I'd say, though, you go to Animal Kingdom now. Uh -huh. you know, obviously, Pandora's not done, but you can see mm -hmm. the scale mm -hmm. of what yeah, the I, rock world is going to be. It is, it is uh, as far. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that falls probably in the same realm. I think the difference for me in my anticipation slash excitement level for Avatar Land versus Star Wars is that because there isn't the same fandom for both, obviously Star Wars is on just such another level that you can't even begin to describe it. I think that's what turns me off. Again, like obviously I want to go, I'm going to enjoy the rides. I'm going to not, not boycott it or anything, but the fact that there are people out there who this is their life and this is their passion and this is their be all and end all. And they're going to just be like, you know, ejaculating all over it. I, <laughs> it, it kind of just, I don't know. It makes me feel like Avatar land is a safer place to just go and explore and do whatever and appreciate. Oh, good rides. Good theming. Okay, fine. 
Yeah, I actually agree with you on that. I, I, I sort of have that feeling with a lot of, I, as, as much as I like, like, say, same thing with, like, Harry Potter. I go over there, and it's just sometimes the <laughs> the other guests are a bit much, <laughs> you know, to be around uh, in those areas because you, you, you almost feel out of place since I'm not part of that. Yeah. I almost feel a little bit out of place in there because I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not a part of it. Like, I'm a visitor. Yeah, agreed. Somebody else's, uh, you know, house. Although I actually do love Star I mean, <laughs> no, sorry, not Star Wars. Harry Potter. So if we could just work out some kind of arrangement with Universal and trade, I would, that would be my perfect world. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love, the, I love all the Harry Potter stuff. It's just, uh, yeah, I definitely don't feel the, I don't feel that uh, immense uh, connection by any means. Um, now, Rand, you also. Now. Uh, oh, okay. I'm awake. I'm paying attention. <laughs> we're, we're done with Star Wars. You can continue. Rand, uh, I'm off mute. Okay. I wanted to hear about your thoughts. You said you were excited about getting rid of the plastic cheese and bringing in. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh. I never once naysayed plastic cheese. I love plastic <laughs> cheese. Do not mince words here. All right, I'll take that. I'll, I'll rephrase that. You are very excited about all-you-can-eat guacamole. Well, yes. That sounds pretty sexy to me, too, though. So tell me about the fixings bar that you <laughs> experienced at Pecos Bills. Um, let's see. It was wonderful. It was everything I dreamed of and more. Uh, as people have probably seen from pictures and Twitter and what have you, it's by far more expansive and has more offerings than the previous one. To me, it's a bit sad because, like I just said, I would still appreciate the liquid cheese in addition to all the new offerings. And another thing they took away that I used to enjoy were they had sautéed onions and mushrooms, which I wait, appreciate. Wait, wait, wait. I knew about the yes. cheese. They got rid of the sautéed onions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which really makes me sad. But they replaced it with raw diced red onions. Oh, that's nice. I, I appreciate that. Most people don't, though, so it's a trade-off. But, no, they... Did I uh, chili as well? I'm sorry? Did I see chili is on there as well? I thought I read. Okay, so I did my research, and by research, I mean, like, looking at food porn. And the things I had read involved... The things I experienced, which I'll go into in a minute, but some things that I had seen pictures of or read that were not there were they don't seem to offer the option to just buy a basket of chips that you can then go and create your own nachos with. I'm not sure why in the first two weeks of being open, it, they took that away. I don't know if people were abusing the toppings bar privilege, but that was not there. And the other thing was they showed a bunch of pictures of there being roasted jalapenos Ooh. and there were not any, they only had pickled sliced jalapenos, but other than those two omissions, they did have uh, the low lights where they had some kind of jarred, crappy salsa, whatever. But they had three different fresh salsas. They had a salsa verde, and they had a pico de gallo, and a corn salsa. And all three of those were very fresh, very flavorful, lots of seasonings, great, awesome. Um, and they had the sliced pickled jalapenos and banana peppers, and they also had 
a Chipotle ranch dressing, in case you got the salad. I sampled some of that. was not a fan, but that's just me. Your taste, my dear friend. And the diced fried onions. And one thing I did appreciate was they now have packets of the sour cream on the bar, whereas previously you had to ask for them, and you'd only get one, and you had to, like, fight somebody to get more. So that was good. Um, so overall, I was very pleased. The guacamole itself, as you would expect, it's a freaking fixings bar. It's all you can eat. So it's store-bought, pre-made, it's not fresh. But, I mean, I would still, you know, fill a kiddie pool with it and roll around in it and lick myself like a cat grooming their fur. So that's fine. I had but, something else to talk about, and you can you just totally made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> What, picturing that whole scene in your brain? Uh, yeah. Grooming is important. Right? And guacamole. And I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember now. The sour cream, uh, this might sound totally weird, but the mm-hmm. sour cream, the packaging, is it yeah. those weird, like, triangle? Yeah. What is but that? But it's, it's always been that way, though. Yeah, but in, I mean, like, is that just, like, sour cream left over from the 50s? Like, it's just weird. It's like a toothpaste I- container without the actual, like... I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. They also give those away when you get a baked potato over in Liberty Square. Well, I seem to recall reading somewhere that if you had slightly less morals and scruples than some people, that a tip was back in the day to purchase the baked potato in Liberty Square and then carry it lovingly over (laughs) to Pecos Bill and then load it on up. So... (coughs) When I, was about- I suppose the same thing could be said if you really wanted to be an asshole and, you know, bring a bag of Tostitos into the park and then just go straight there. But that would be very, very bad. And I Oh, my gosh. I'm that not- sounds fantastic, though. Make your own nachos? When when we were on the college yeah. program. I didn't catch, was there shredded lettuce over here? Fuck no. Oh. Oh. Shredded lettuce has no business whatsoever being involved in hot Mexican food. Shredded lettuce just wilts. And it's well, don't they still serve bur- They do not serve burgers at Pecos Bills anymore. No, they had two different fajitas options: chicken and beef. They have rice bowls, chicken, beef, or vegetable burritos, which basically amount to the fajita platter. Only they put your rice, beans, and meat in the tortilla for you, but they leave it open face so you can load it up at the toppings bar. And it. Uh, I want to say there was one more that I'm forgetting, but yeah. And so I've read some reviews of the fajitas platters and stuff, and it wasn't rave reviews. And I got the veggie rice bowl, and, you know, I paid $10 for it, and I get this minuscule, pathetic-looking thing, and I was thinking to myself, I need more food than that. And yet by the time I uh, finished at the toppings bar, I was quite full, so... But the so rice you, was a little dry. The veggies didn't seem to be cooked with any kind of seasoning. So really the highlight was the toppings bar. I don't know any real Mexican that doesn't put meat in their Mexican food. I don't believe there's a, a true vegetarian Mexican. I'm sure we could find somebody. No, there might be Mexicans that are now vegetarian. But their ancestors would be like, como? Impossible. No, so, so good. Is there anything in refried beans that would prevent a veget? What, what else is in refried beans? Can vegetarians eat refried beans? My, yes, my grandfather unless, used to make them with lard. Well, so. unless you're, you know, cooking them southern style. 
in which case <laughs> there's a shit ton of lard in there, but yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't think the Mexicans classically cook their beans with bacon. Oh. Which is an oversight on their part. Well, no, but a lot of times, this might sound crazy, but you would actually use like a pig's foot or a pig ear or something or, you know, just some sort of like pork fatty product yeah. to add flavor. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's the way yeah, I've always talking. known, right? Keep talking. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I want to talk about some refried beans. You talk about guacamole. Mm. Drunk me, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to do. But yay, it's our time. I like the chili. I'm not going to lie. It gets me excited. Yeah, and you lost me. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Shrinkage. <laughs> the water was cold. What? Speaking, what's the opposite of shrinkage? Uh, wait. <laughs> Why because the reason I do that is... Is knowing you like I do, Rich, there's something happened at Walt Disney World this week. Oh, my God, probably, yes. Probably the worst thing you could have missed, and that is an appearance at Eat to the Beat at Epcot oh. from your favorite, Tiffany. Yes! Oh, her and guacamole. I just, it's all I can think about right now. So is this a good time to mention that I went to an all-girls boarding school and my friends and I had a choreographed dance to Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now? Everything that I said about Mark in El Paso earlier is over. <laughs> you, Tiffany, dance guacamole. Let's do this thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, um, she was there. I wasn't there to see her. Um, but... I did. I, I was trolling Periscope, so I did watch the concert, and I've actually watched it multiple times since then um, to see her. And it, if I wasn't on this right now, I'd probably be watching Tiffany on Periscope right now. So did she just sing "I Think We're Alone Now" over and over and over again? No, I don't think she has other songs. Uh, she had. She, you would be surprised. <laughs> Tiffany released multiple albums. Um, she's saying, I think we're alone now. She's saying, um, 17, the cover by the Beatles. And she did a, uh, Guns N' Roses cover, which didn't really, uh, what is it? Sweet Child of Mine, I think she did. I just keep going back to, I think we're alone now. I've seen that video of her singing that. I don't know how many times, which is kind of embarrassing, but Uh I love her. I Uh wasn't a Debbie Gibson guy. I, uh... Because that would make this better? Yeah, well, you know, electric wheels and so that. But... I mean, I, I don't want to end our friendship or anything, Rich, but I gotta say, I was always more of a Debbie Gibson guy. Buddy, that's just, that's good. That's good for us. Alright, you're both we dating could, yourselves. We could double date. I didn't mean it in that way, but okay. We could double date, I'm just saying. Um... So you missed Tiffany, and I apologize, you know, from the bottom of my heart that you you, you missed it. Um, I did. I was not able to make it over for Tiffany. Um, Do you want? I, I was there, but I left right as she was starting. You so missed. Sorry. You, you missed. You missed a great performance. I, I'm, um, I'm sure I did. Really? Do you think that the song "I Think We're Alone Now" is about your time at Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar waiting oh. for it to open? Mm, no. No. Just checking. I was not nearly as prickling with anticipation as she was so I was more annoyed and feeling awkward well and oh my God. speaking about being annoyed and awkward um, even though I love her and I've always loved her she is not 
the person that I fell in love with anymore. Um, watching the video, I'm not going to lie, was kind of like watching a soccer mom <coughs> do a You really... found out she's not a natural redhead? I don't know. I mean, she still has uh, that, like, auburn color hair. But if you could imagine a soccer mom trying to do a bad impression of Tiffany from way back when, that's what actually happened at Epcot. And it made me sad, but I still But she's still, it. like, Stacy's mom, right? Stacy's mom? She's got it going on. She's got it right, going on. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, you wouldn't uh, say no to that. You'd still do it. You oh, wouldn't. oh, are you kidding? Yeah, I actually went and dug out my old Playboy with Tiffany in it just because I was like, I have okay. to compare the two. Okay, hanging up again. <laughs> my friend, you, I don't know if you'll appreciate this or not, Rich, a friend of one of my f- Facebook friends was there and, and actually said they couldn't tell if it was uh, Tiffany or Peg Bundy. Right, that's what I'm saying. Oh, sick burn. No, that's what I. That's exactly what I'm saying. It was, I, I. But to be honest, I had never <laughs> wanted to be Al Bundy more in my life. Was she wearing mom jeans and like? No, she was breaking at the Aquanet. I mean, what was like going like black tights and uh, a black like like short skirt that went just above her knee. But you could tell that. So that's not short then, but everything well. It was, trust me. That For was, her age. It was, it was short enough. Um, Happened for a bed. There was a lot, it seemed like there was a lot of things working to hold back stuff, I guess is the best way. So, shrinkage. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But I was still happy. I still love her. I'd marry her right now if I could. Or at so least- you were at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, though, were you not, Rian? Why? Because I'm asking what you thought of the 2015 International Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Well, this was my third or fourth one, and so I'm kind of over it. So I wasn't super excited, and yet I had told, again, my friends Sarah and Ray that I was staying with about it, and this was their first one ever. And so after Saturday going to Morimoto, then Sunday going to Food and Wine, they hands down loved food and wine. They were blown away. That was the highlight of their month. And, you know, so that can put some perspective on Morimoto, I guess. But they loved it. Um, I I was sort of uh, hitting the beers pretty hard. Uh, less emphasis on the food. So, but, it, you know, I mean, it was... It was I don't know, the same old, same old, which is good. I'm not complaining. It was good. It was fun. But I I, I had the uh, chilaquiles from Mexico, which were, they were lovely. I love them. I love chilaquiles in general, so I was excited to see those in the menu. But a lot of their places, as I'm sure you've read on Twitter and blogs and what have you, you know, kind of the same stuff recycled year to year. But it was good. It was fun. Yeah. Whatever. One thing I will say, just to geek out for a minute, um, one thing that I don't think has ever been available before, and I didn't even know existed until we walked into Epcot Sunday morning, was they were doing something that is similar to their Easter egg scavenger hunt they do, which I've never done before, so I can't tell yes. you whether or not it's exactly the same or not. Um, but you pay $8, and you get this little uh, placemat-looking type card thing with a little cute map of World Showcase, and you get a little pack of stickers, 
And this year it was Remy from Ratatouille. And so you get 12 stickers, one for each pavilion plus the African outpost. And so you got Remy with little different ingredients and you have to go around World Showcase and find Remy because there's actually a Remy statue hidden in each pavilion. And in each with the statue, is he's holding the ingredients. You have to figure out which ingredient goes which pavilion. And then once you find them all and you put the sticker in the right pavilion, you turn it in at Port of Entry and you get a pin. Yay! Oh, cool. Theme of the podcast. Um, yeah, so it, which I think is a great deal because it's $8, which is pretty much the price of the cheapest pins you can get. And yet this is a, I don't want to say it's a limited edition, but at least limited release because I doubt they're going to be selling it out for food and wine. So. Right. No, I, and that is the, it is exactly the same uh, setup logistically as the Easter egg hunt, but instead of the pin at the Easter egg hunt, you get a plastic character egg. So for you. So this is much better. It, yeah, this is way better for you. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. I think it's just a really cool thing. And yeah. you know, people complain a lot about, uh, you know, not being very kid-friendly. Well, this is one thing that everybody can do. It's fun for the adults, but also something yeah. to keep the kids fun. going. Like, hey, let's keep moving. So yep. that's the one thing. If, that if was something I want to give a shout-out to Kristen at Lil Diz Fan, who was also with me on Sunday. And she was the one who had heard about this and told me about it and bought it for me. And so we did this together. So... Thank you very much to Kristen, because that was super fun. Yeah. I'm with you, though, as far as food and wine in general, as far as – I wouldn't say necessarily over it. It just I, – I I like World Showcase all the time, and it's it, to me it's, it, it's it's a little bit similar experience all the time now, and, and you know, a few, a few extra things. I really enjoyed the pork bellies at uh, Brazil, also cheese bread in Brazil, and I went ahead and got the steak from uh, Canada because it's always good, and it really is good. Beef at Canada, so I think you're both terrible people. Uh, obviously, but. you're lucky to go and you're Probably lucky to have that. And to say that you're bored with it, I hate you both. I, I, I guess I need to clarify, Rich. You're right. I don't say I'm bored with it. I guess I should have been clarified is that <laughs> you do when you me just personally. You spend a good chunk of money, and I typically would rather just go to a, a restaurant. And sit and have a meal, and then just do food and wine, or just do World Showcase regular. Well, but I think well, that's like any wine festival. Like if you go to a wine festival, you're going to pay way too much for tiny samples, and then terrible little like nuggets of food. Um, but I think that's what kind of makes it special at Epcot is that you're doing it there. You already paid hundred dollars to get in. Now you get to also spend way too much money on a bunch mm -hmm. of crap you probably don't want. One thing I was, I, oh, sorry. Food and Wine Festival is home to one of my favorite Epcot moments. Let me tell you what happened. I was standing in line at one of the wine walks. I believe it was over in Australia a few years ago. And, you know, I'm sitting in World Showcase. What movie comes to mind? Eurotrip. Yes. And I'm, and I'm standing in line, and I look around, and I go, how cool would it be if we got everybody to start chanting, Scotty doesn't know? So I started chanting, Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. And... Of course, everybody in the area chimed, started chiming in, and we had at least 30, 35, 40 people chanting, Scotty doesn't know. Is this a Star Wars favorite. movie? Because I've never seen this before. In my favorite moment of all time, it's a line from the movie, um, Scotty doesn't know, and from Eurotrip, and it's, uh, it was pro probably the greatest moment of my life. Were you there with Fred Brothers? 
I mean, I like that movie, but I don't remember that line. Well, there, I believe there was a group like that, and that's why it worked. Nice. A group? Aren't they all like that? <laughs> food and wine. Exactly. You have to identify the drinking clubs and get ahead of them. Oh, it, it really is. That is the worst, though. When you see a group of, like, 15 people with a T-shirt that's got every country checkmark type of thing, and you think, I can just get ahead of them. Walking around with a giant inflatable leprechaun. I thought you were their leader. Well, hey, it's different when you are those people. Then it's fun. Right? I was about to say, you just ruined every St. Patrick's Day of my life. I feel like you guys are picking on me now. (laughs) Never you, Rich. Just Drunko. Just Just Drunko. Drunko. All right, I'm all right with that. Remember, Rich, I was there for St. Drunkie's Day this year, and we had the Punchy O'Shea inflatable leprechaun. That's all I'm saying. That was great. That was actually uh, one of our best... St. Patrick's Day. So even though this year, I think we're going to go a little bit, we're going to go overboard. It's going to be awesome. 20 years. I of really training. am terrified and already signing up for therapy in anticipation of knowing what you define as overboard. Well, you're going to have to, you all, when you're there and participating in it, you're nope. like, nope. this is the greatest That's moment giant of my life. Nope. No. And if somehow you have never seen and you don't know what we're talking about with Punchy O'Shea, the giant inflatable I've seen your pictures. It's something or it's Bart Simpson. talking about you. He's talking to the loving public. Well, yes. you know what? They won't be so loving after they see this. No, they're going to want to go. Oh, God. Do, uh, there, is a, there is a video on the YouTube channel, the Drunken Disney YouTube channel, and you can search um, St. Patrick's Day, Epcot, 2015. <laughs> you can uh, actually hashtag, if you search uh, Punky or uh, Drunk. What the hell was the name of that stupid thing? Punchy O'Shea. Punchy O'Shea had his own hashtag. Dummy Dum Dum. No, that's that's what my mom calls me. Aww. Oh, yeah. Now, Rhiannon, let me ask you a question. Really important. Mm-hmm. See if it's official. Did you or did you not eat or drink off a trash can lid? That's the only way I eat. Yeah. So it is, it is official then. Oh, it's official. I actually had to... Explain that to Sarah and Ray. They were questioning why I was eating off of trash cans, and I said, "This is sexy. how you do. This is how you do." Absolutely, I like her. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. you have it. Episode two. Let's do some final thoughts, Ran. And any final thoughts tonight? Um, I will share one interesting tidbit. So. Going around with newbies at Food & Wine, uh, at one point, Ray says, man, these small beers. And I was waiting for it. I was waiting for him to be like, what the fuck is up with this? And he says, I like it. I was like, what? What is going on here? He had this idea of those stupid little spring band, uh, wristband things you can get to preload for, you know, like a gift card, but it's the size of, you know, your Winn-Dixie save-a-card. He had this idea that you should be able to purchase one of those, preload it with some amount of money, and that there should be tap stations throughout World Showcase that you can just go up to, swipe your card, get a small pour, because in his mind he appreciated the fact that in such a small quantity, your beer actually stays cold. I, I like hey, that great idea. Point on that. <clears throat> great point on that. Absolutely. I, and that would be great. A 
I do like, though, I mean, sort of along that, they, they did, they have sort of separated the food and the wine, or the, like the food and the drink sec- sections at the booths. So if you are just getting a drink, you can just go straight to the drink portion, which does. Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I, I would appreciate if they just eventually transition it from food and wine to food and beer. I mean, it, I just want beer it to be called drink and eat. Part of it. Yeah, I mean, well, they have the whole craft beer area, and, and there's so many more beers. It really is great. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 I tried at least ten, and it was they were all good. <laughs> hey, do you guys? Can I? Um, no. Can I confess something else? And, and you're going to love it because I don't really like craft beer. So. Okay. You're just, <laughs> you're on my list now. <clears throat> no, it's fine. You can drink all the craft beer you want. I'm just saying, I like the idea of this little, like, pour a quick little shot of, you know, a whatever. Bud Light? Great. Maybe more Miller Light. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, right. But you know Are what? You <laughs> I was listening to Van Halen yesterday on my way home. And my friend turns to me and says, are we going to Florida? And I said, why? And they were like, you're listening to Van Halen. You might as well go buy some Miller Lite and go to Florida. And I thought it was funny because everybody that I know in Florida really doesn't even like craft or shitty beer but me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find Rhiannon at, at Definite Disney. Anywhere it's Rhiannon. Else? It's Rhiannon like Shannon. Yes, thank you. It's Rhiannon like Shannon. I've been working. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you what. Well, you need to work on your spelling as well, because oh, that, that was that. that was Big D that wrote that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Small I'm D. T- I'm not gonna lie. Oh shit! I'm not gonna lie to you. I worked on that all weekend or all week. I all I could think the entire time was Rhiannon like Shannon, Rhiannon like Shannon. And I didn't I didn't say your name the entire podcast this time because I was terrified to get it wrong. And then I was like, I'm just gonna go for it right now. And I said it, and I said it right. Well, I feel better. You know, I would, I would applaud you, and I would sing a toast in your honor. Except you just confessed to not liking craft beer and preferring Miller Lite. So, uh, yeah, two steps forward, one step back. That's my life. No, eh, more like one step forward, two steps back. Actually, I'm gonna go with that. A song like that? I don't know. Did Tiffany sing it? Oh my god! No. No, you know who sang it? Um. God, that Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul, yeah, and there was an animated cat. I always thought that was weird, but that's maybe for a different day. Okay. Is that your final uh, thought for the show, Rich? Paula I don't Abdul. want my final thought to be Paula Abdul, because I don't even like her. She's the worst. Um, wow, all right. Right? I'm all about opinions today. I, I like um, her. Yeah. I don't like Paula Abdul. Um, you know what? My, my final thought is I'm going to say to the Disneyland lovers that are out there, I'm sorry that I let these two Walt Disney World hogs uh, occupy the entire podcast. And if we do make it till next year, I'm going to talk about the Haunted Holiday and Space Ghost Map. Or Ghost Galaxy, I should say. Because there's a lot of cool things that happen. I there's a lot of things would apologize, except I feel like this is all Drunko's fault. So No, it would, today's podcast is going to be named Rihanna's Fall Trip to Disney World. And you mispronounced my name. So Son we're of done. a bitch. Yeah, that you know why? Because I didn't, I didn't say the Shannon part first. There's fucking me. N on the end of it. You can see my name spelled. I know. It just doesn't work in my brain until I say Shannon. <sighs> Shannon Rhiannon. Sorry about You can about find that. Rich on Twitter at at drunk at Sam's. Yep, like Trader Sam's. My final, I, would like to, I have three pirate jokes for you. Who? No. Okay. R. First off. R. 
When does Trader Sam's a pirate bar? What be a pirate? There should be a pirate bar. That would be great. We should, can we do notes for, the notes for the future? Lists of themed bars we would like. We've already discussed we want a Haunted Mansion bar. I'm adding it right now. I'm writing it right now. Pirates List of the Caribbean of bar. Themed bar. Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go on your three stupid jokes that no one cares about. Great. Go. What be a pirate's favorite department store? Target. Right? No. Here's my favorite. I added this. I'm only going to make it two. This is the new one I heard today. What be a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? You have to guess. Nope. No. Rich, guess. R. You would think so, but it's actually the C. Oh my God. All right. We you realize like that. that's it. We're over. <coughs> we just can't stop this. We can't have a podcast anymore if this is going to be the level that you're taking. Actually, okay, I just I just got a letter from from iTunes. They're not. Yeah, rejected. Uh, We're we done. Just got rejected. Yeah. Oh my gosh! This is Drug at Disney. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. What time did three o'clock parade? Well, it just passed. Uh-huh. God, put me on misery. <laughs> <laughs>